back. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Hales. Glad to be bringing you another episode of the only show that features original classical guitar compositions submitted by listeners like you. We feature music from around the globe, and we talk a little bit about the life, the universe, and everything. So I didn't do a show in July. As I said, I was looking at a fairly busy July and didn't think I'd be able to get one in. Um, Among other things, I spent some time in Prague again. I had to go out there for my job and do some recording sessions. I worked with some great people out there and had a really good time. Man, I really like that city. I'm not a big city guy. I'm a a country person. You know, my my ideal living situation is, is out in the country. And I don't necessarily care for big cities, but uh, I don't know if it's just the novelty of like being so far away from home, but I really like that city. That's a fun place. So I got to go out there. This is the second time I've been out there. And like I said, did some work, but this time I also uh, brought my wife along. And so it was kind of a all-in-one trip. It was a business trip during the day, and it was a vacation uh, each night. (laughs) We stayed a few extra days and had a really great time. And I gotta say, one observation I have about Prague, and this probably goes for a lot of Europe, but uh, Prague is the only place I've really been to, but you guys know what you're doing with coffee, as far as espresso goes anyway. I had some of the best espresso I've ever had in my life and multiple times from a few different locations. I mean, even the, like, chains there are better. (laughs) It was good stuff. I was very, very impressed with with the coffee situation, although there's no drip coffee, but that's okay. I, I switched over to espresso and I had no problem. Absolutely loved it. It's kind of funny because in America, in the Pacific Northwest region, those folks up there think that they invented coffee. <laughs> I mean, really. I've never had a good cup of coffee in Oregon or Washington. I've spent plenty of time up there. I've been to plenty of different shops up there. I've never had a decent espresso. Or a decent cup of drip coffee, for that matter. I mean, just everything has been as not even ordinary. I mean, less than average cups of coffee over and over and over again up there. And When I used to work as a barista, no kidding, no exaggeration, I had multiple encounters where someone would come in and they'd say, "Um, I'm from Portland, and so, you know, make my coffee good. I'm from Seattle, blah, blah, blah. I'm from Eugene, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, I would just roll my eyes and I'd be like, okay, you know, now, when someone would come in and tell me they were from Italy, which also happened, I, I took extra care on their drink. But uh, I assumed that there was good coffee in the Pacific Northwest until I went there the first time. <laughs> and the best, the best coffee I had came from McDonald's. I'm not kidding. So I'm here to tell you, uh, you know, I, in Prague, over in the Carlin area, particularly some really good coffee over there. Now, 
Y'all still don't know what you're doing with iced tea, though. I ordered one iced tea in Prague, and I said, I'm done. I'm just done. I, I mean, it was the nastiest concoction I've ever tasted. It was, uh, well, it was sweetened for one thing, and I don't like sweetened tea. However, sweetened tea still, you know, it can be good. It's just not the way I prefer it. But I don't know what that was, but it was disgusting. And um, y'all aren't really into ice over there either, so iced tea is a stretch. <laughs> I, I would hardly call it chilled. And so it was like drinking like this lukewarm uh, brown mess. So coffee's great. To, I just don't order iced tea when you're there. That's That's all I can tell you. Also, uh, I have to admire the use of bones in the decor out there. We we took a little train day trip out to the Katnahora town to see that famous bone chapel, and it did not disappoint. And it's funny, I, I've been telling people at home about it and they all just find it to be the most morbid thing ever and my wife and I were just like this is awesome so it was a really really great experience I did a lot more this time I did a lot more touristing things than previously because I had my wife with me and and as many of you listeners know I am a big big fan of cemeteries and wow there's an incredible cemetery there I think it's the biggest cemetery I've ever been to. I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm sure it's bigger than the Salt Lake Cemetery, which is quite large. But this this one, uh, I think it's called Olshansky. That cemetery is the most beautiful cemetery I've ever seen in my life. Up to that point, my favorite cemetery that I'd ever been to is Rose Hill Cemetery in Macon, Georgia. I went there when I was in that area specifically to see Dwayne Allman's uh, burial place, Dwayne Allman and Barry Oakley from the Allman Brothers. And that cemetery is just incredible. Macon, Georgia, or Rose Hill, yeah, in Macon, Georgia. And still, you know, it's the best one I've seen in America, but that, that old Shonsky is just something else. Now, last time I went, I caught... A little more live music than I did this time. Last time I saw that uh, guitar duo that was really fun. I went to an opera last time. Uh, there was no operas playing this time. Not a lot, really, in general for larger concerts. But we did go to one of those kind of tourist concerts that they have in the cathedrals there. And, you know, that was actually a really neat experience. I was glad we got to do that. And so... I heard some good classical music and didn't have too much trouble with the flights with all the insanity going on with flying right now it could have been a lot worse it wasn't great <laughs> especially coming home it took us forever to get home dealing with delays and stuff but from what I've been hearing is going on we we got away pretty easy <laughs> and so now we're back and I've got to talk about a movie I just saw. As many of you know, I'm a somewhat of a connoisseur of the horror genre. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I saw a new horror movie that I like 
loved. You know, I, I feel like I've either hated them or, you know, thought they were okay, but didn't walk away saying, I, I want to see that again. And I'm talking in the last, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. I, the last one I think that I really loved that wasn't a horror comedy. There's been a lot of great horror comedies, but just like a straight up horror movie. The last one I, I saw that was new was 30 Days of Night. I loved 30 Days of Night. The sequel was garbage. I, I just don't feel that there's a lot of great horror. Occasionally I'll see some uh, film from the 80s or 70s that I hadn't seen before that's really good. But as far as something current being made, you know, something contemporary, it's, it's been a very long time. Until I just saw the black phone and man I loved it I absolutely loved that movie if Jeremy and I did our horror movie draft today that movie makes my draft I don't know what it replaces but it definitely makes the draft it's so good I thought the acting was phenomenal the the casting I loved the way it unfolded I, I, the whole thing and it didn't have a stupid ending, which a lot of movies suffer from. Really good movies, but kind of a lame ending. Or, you know, this this movie I felt was very original. One of the more unique horror movies I've seen in a long time. So if you are a horror fan, I highly, highly recommend it. And if you're not, I don't recommend it. It's, it's not for you. I was excited to talk about it because I feel like I, I spent a lot more time talking about things I dislike. <laughs> and there's something I love. Speaking of things I dislike, though, I also read a horror, I put in quotes, book called The Final Girls Support Group. My friend Jeremy, who's been on the show, uh, lent it to me. Thought I might enjoy it. And I thought it was a great idea. I thought it sounded like a, a really fun book, and I think it was a really fun idea. But it's a heap of trash. I mean, it is a flaming pile of garbage. It is called The Final Girls Support Group. And I read the entire thing because... I mean, honestly, this is, this is one where one chapter in was enough for me to go, this is stupid. I'm out. But my daughter really, really wanted to read it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a pretty, uh, I let my kids watch a lot of, uh, stuff. <laughs> you know, but, but there's a limit. And there, there's that book where I was like, no, this isn't a book for kids. This is too stuff in it. I don't want you to read, but she just wanted to read it so bad so what I did was I I read it and then I like put post-it notes over the areas that she would need to skip and it was a grind to get through that book I mean just nonsense and if, if you're not familiar the idea of a final girl is that that horror trope that came about in the 80s how you know in these slashers it would always come down to this final girl to 
face off with the killer. And so this book takes, you know, a representation of, of all those great slasher movies. It's got the one of them from Friday the 13th. It's got, you know, a character who's supposed to be Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Scream. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then finally, this one baffled me. So your main character, your main final girl, is from the movie Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is an okay movie. It's not great. But it doesn't even have a final girl. It's based on Linnea Quigley's character from Silent Night, Deadly Night. And she dies. Spoiler alert. She's not a final girl. That movie doesn't follow that uh, format. So anyway, it may, it doesn't make sense anyway. But then the dude could have used the girl from Black Christmas, which is a far better movie and would fit the uh, group better. Does have a final girl. So anyway, but then on top of that, I mean, he's a bad writer. He's a bad writer. It's, it's terrible writing. It's terrible storytelling. It's just amateur and look I'm not a writer I'm not gonna pretend to be like a a wise connoisseur of the English language obviously if you listen to my podcast uh, my brain and tongue clash I have a hard time <laughs> finishing a thought let alone you know and uh, believe me I'm no better at writing <laughs> but I know bullcrap when I read it <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, for my daughter, I took a sticky note, and I put it on the front of the book, and I said, I wrote on it, turn the book over, and on the back I had a sticky note that says, you skipped all the boring parts, which she thought was really funny, but she was so insistent to read it, and now she has come to the realization that no matter how bad she wanted it to be good, and no matter how bad she wanted to like it, it is just pure crap. But I am glad to be back. You know, it's August now. Summer's winding down. And in September, I have some concert tickets to Iron Maiden. It's the first time I've been excited to go to a concert in years. I used to go to too many concerts. I kind of got burnt out on them. And I I generally, like, don't want to go to them anymore. Like, it's pretty rare that I, I want to. But I... I've never seen Iron Maiden. I've thought about going to them many times. And, you know, I kind of, for a long time, like, well, I mean, it's I still passed, but I felt that concerts needed to be, like, $30 or less. <laughs> or else they weren't worth it. I mean, really, that was pretty unrealistic. But, like, like let's say $50 or whatever. And... But now I'm kind of like at a point where I'm like, you know, if there's a, a band that I love that I haven't seen yet and they're coming, I might just fork out some money to go see them. And Iron Maiden is like the top of that list. Probably my favorite band that I've never seen that still tours. And what's pretty cool about Iron Maiden, it's pretty much the original band or what you could call the original band. You know, they, they, this is the band that recorded all those iconic albums in the 80s plus a guitarist. So it's not it's not missing anybody. They've just added a guitarist. And what I've got to say, I, I've got their new album, and it is one of the best albums 
they've ever put out, in my opinion. And I would say this is the best new album by an old band I have ever heard. You know, a lot of uh, bands that, you know, were big in the 80s, you know, they'll put something out now or 10 years ago or whatever, you know, long time later, and it's never, like, great, you know. And granted, Iron Maiden's never stopped putting out albums all these years. They're they're not like an 80s band who've gotten back together. They've, you know, they had a little bit of rotation in the 90s going, but then they reformed with everybody in the year 2000. And they've been putting out music. Anyway, the last time I remember a band putting out an album this good that, you know, is post their heyday, let's just put it that way, is when the Allman Brothers put out their album Hitting the Note in 2003. That was the first album in in a while from them, and they had kind of reformed the band with the the lineup that they used up until they finished, and they put out that one album Hitting the Note, and it was really really good. And I in 2003, man, I was really into the Allman Brothers. That's a great album, but I I think that the new Iron Maiden album Sinjitsu beats it in in <clears throat> I don't mean like a side by side comparison, but against Iron Maiden's own catalog versus like hitting the note against the Allman Brothers catalog. And yeah, I'm so excited for this Iron Maiden concert. I can't wait. I'm like I'm I'm all geared up for fall, man. I'm I'm all geared up for fall. We've got that coming up. Uh, I'm ready for some cooler weather. I'm ready for hunting season. And, you know, I'm also kind of ready for the Halloween season, man. That movie, The Black Phone, really got me in a, in a horror mood. It was so good. So, I know this is a classical guitar show, and here I am talking about rock bands, but that's what I do. I've had, like, an unfortunate month in that you know I I had the period of time where I had to focus on the puppy during my normal practice times there's that interruption and then I was getting back into the routine and it was getting it was going pretty well and I, I kind of rotated out some pieces I started new etude I started a, a different Bach piece and I had been working on a composition and then reworking some older pieces that was kind of my current repertoire and I freaking broke my thumbnail I was working on my dad's truck I I changed out a starting motor for him and you know he was laughing at how like I was saying I'm always being careful to not break my nails but I I didn't I didn't break a nail and then I came home and I don't I think I grabbed a box that was kind of heavy like a cardboard box my thumb slid up the side and it just ripped open the thumbnail and I was like you gotta be kidding me and it ripped it like it ripped it really low and so I've like got a long time ago it's just now getting to where I can kind of play so it's been a a really crappy like two months without guitar playing other than just you know I'm playing a little bit but not like real serious practicing and as you can hear, probably hear, I think I've got a bit of a head cold, which has not made me even want to touch my guitar or do anything. So yeah, guitar is in a backseat at the moment. 
man, I'm dying to play some. When I was in Prague at that little tourist concert, so it was like a string quartet, mostly, or maybe it was a quintet, and they, you know, there, there was some other things. They had a, a, some singers that did a couple of numbers, and then they, they did uh, some stuff on the organ in that cathedral, and that was really cool. But anyway, they played that piece called the Voltava, which is named after the river there. And that one was my favorite uh, thing in the program. It just, it really moved me. And I've heard the piece, but I've never really, never really gotten into it. I've never really known it. And I don't even know what the original piece is, if it's a piano piece or if it's an orchestrated piece, because you hear all kinds of versions of it. But I want to find a good classical guitar arrangement of that. And no, I have not really looked yet, but that's something I want to get on my radar. And if there's not one, I'd like to arrange one. Because, man, that's a gorgeous piece. So with that, let's go on to some music. I know we're already getting some because it sounds like my daughter's practicing piano upstairs. And I'm too far into this to back out now. We're just going to have to deal with it. Today's music comes from Vincenzo Adelini from Italy. Vincenzo writes, Hi, I am an Italian classical gu classical guitarist and composer. This is my latest release. I'd love it if you will play them in your podcast. Anyway, thanks for your time. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you, sir. A man of few words. Here are two pieces by Vincenzo Adelini titled Fragile and Good luck.
Because we've just heard Fragile and Good Luck by Vincenzo Adelini. Thank you, Vincenzo. As always, I am very appreciative of the support for this show with those submissions. And I have some music lined up for next episode as well. I'm looking forward to that. And if there's one thing I can emphasize before I leave you till the next episode, don't bother with the Final Girls support group. It is just a trash heap of a book. Now I'll say this for Jeremy, uh, as he lent it to me. Wasn't sure if I'd like it. I don't think he particularly thought it was very good either. I mean, he definitely had some criticisms, but I don't think he hates it as much as I do. It's probably more his kind of thing than mine. But I would say go see The Black Phone if you can handle horror. It's very good. I'll give you a quick uh, little story I just remembered when I was in Prague too that kind of cracked me up. So, you know, the, the folks I'm working with speak English very well and of course I I know like three words in Czech <laughs> and man I, I really uh, I have to tip my hat to bilingual people I kind of have attempted several languages just never really stuck with it I mean never really had a need to either I guess if you're there you, you probably would benefit from speaking English a lot more than I would benefit from speaking Czech here. But anyway, there was a moment though where they, uh, the three of the people who I worked alongside all week were talking to each other in their own language, which to me just sounds like they're going, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the one goes, Master, Master. And they resumed talking. I just started laughing. <laughs> I said, "Were you just singing Metallica?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I said, oh, "You guys are talking about Stranger Things, huh?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So they were sitting there talking about <laughs> latest season. Like, Have you seen it? I said, "Yeah, I've seen it." It was just kind of funny. Makes the world a little bit smaller, and. <laughs> It just cracked me up. I haven't talked about that show too much on this podcast. I like it a lot. I really liked it the the first season a lot when it first came out, and I I think I think it's all been good. I thought the fourth season was pretty good, but a bit long. I didn't like the new um, format of doing extra long episodes, but still pretty good, pretty good show. Anyway, but uh, it's not something I would largely talk about on this show because I bet there's like 500 podcasts going into great detail about it alright, I'm going to call it a day I hope you all have a great August I'll see you again in the September episode, thank you for listening thank you to uh, Vincenzo Adelini for the music and remember, if you would like to support the show in a monetary fashion I don't take donations, but you can buy some of my original sheet music. And if you're interested in that, you go to classicalguitarcomposers.com and click on the link that says sheet music. You can get a little something in return, including the theme for this show. It's straight out of the first movement in my American Suite. 
and also check out uh, the link from the post for the previous episode has a link link to uh, friend of the show Christian Himes album release on Spotify definitely check that out okay thanks everybody until next time keep on plucking Thank you.